Welcome back to Windigan's time. <laughs> Dave's quite upset here. Look at his face, guys. I literally inhaled, ready <laughs> to fire. I had in my head how I was going to open the show and you just came over the top like a wrecking ball. But now I'm talking and you can't get in, in front of me, so I'm going to say what I was going to say. <laughs> Big week this week. We've got Joseph Fernand, who's a fan favourite, back in the studio. We love having Joey in. He's basically one of the co-hosts. Just Sometimes he's got gigs on and stuff, so... He's not so reliable, but we get him in when we can. Uh, we're going to discuss many other things, including Joey's brand new fancy car. Ooh, uh, a I've, fancy car. I've got a story about a big black spider. Uh, we've had a couple of little <laughs> fishing trips. We might touch on them briefly. I heard you pummeled yourself into a pulp. I pulped myself. <laughs> Tenderized. There is much, much more. All our regular segments and... Uh, very exciting show tonight. Hello, Joseph. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for inviting me back into the wonderful world of fishing. Great to have you. Great to have you. Now, off the top of today's show, yeah, I know it's been well and truly covered, but I just wanted to say um, how, no, probably not the appropriate time to be laughing, I'm afraid, Adrian. Oh. Oh, um, I, I want to say it is. it was very sad news this week to hear of the passing of a fellow fisherman and being- yes kind of a fishing podcast. I thought it would be remiss of us not to touch on uh, Andrew Simons, uh, one of the greats. Yeah, well, I think um, growing up as, you know, children watching the cricket on Channel 9, he was a cult um, classic hero, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he was. He had the um, dreadlocks. He, was this, he, was, he used to smash that ball and that's why we used to love him. He was an exciting player. Immense natural talent. Uh, your quintessential Australian uh, loved his fishing he and did. Um, to the detriment of his sporting career. Yeah, he actually got um, booted off the Australian squad when they were up in uh, the NT because he missed a training session because he was barrow fishing or something. It was probably the runoff and the barrow on, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, yeah, sad news. Another another great of the cricketing world gone yep. too early. So, Vale Andrew Simons, boys. Very sad news. Now, Joey. You just rolled in in a brand new vehicle. Now, I reckon he's stepped his real estate game up here. He's looking more like a Velociraptor when he goes to these um, auctions and tries to get money out of their houses. A Velociraptor? <laughs> yeah, he just attacks them. <laughs> Bang, tiny, give me your money. Tiny arms, yeah. big head, <laughs> oh, shit. small butt. Isn't that T-Rex? Oh, what would you like to know, Dave? Well, I just think it's a landmark of in your lifetime, because the whole time I've known you, you've been rolling around in this beautifully kept Honda CRV. Um, which how many thousand Ks did that car have on it when you find it? You've still got it actually, but how many thousand Ks does it have on it currently? Yeah, the Honda 2005 Honda CRV. It's been a fantastic car for me. Um, I, you know, I've used it to launch my 4.2 meter dory off the beach at Flinders. Numerous times, it actually, at one time, it got um, totally flooded at Walkerville uh, Beach launching, which incidentally, I think Dave um, got his car flooded on the same day. Well, Dave would not <laughs> flood his car. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah. my old uh, four-wheel drive. No, yeah, he yeah. did not. She was moments from going under. So yeah, Joey um, did it and then you did it on the same day. I didn't, I didn't know Joe was there, but yeah. <laughs> it was before Dave and I were introduced to each other. Yeah. yeah. It was back when Dave used to fish with Gwaine. Oh. oh, okay. 
just just straight off the bat there. <laughs> but yeah, it's been a great vehicle. Two thousand five uh, Honda CRV launching the tinny off off the beach. Like it's not a proper four wheel drive, but it's got the back wheels has got that you know uh, anti slip wheel yeah. things. So it's like a a toy four wheel <laughs> drive. Yeah, so an all wheel drive. Yeah, it's like a soccer mum's car, but you know I made it into a man fishing car. So look, that was no, great. You didn't. <laughs> No, you didn't. <laughs> so you turned a CRV into a man fishing vehicle. <laughs> I made it into a man fishing vehicle for more reasons than one. Oh yeah, I don't know what that means. And Maybe I he don't likes think, playing with poles. No, I <laughs> think it's probably some of the company he kept in that car. Oh, there you go. Um, so that was twelve years. Owned that vehicle for, and um, I've still kept it. I've, I've, the registration insurance is paid for another year, so it's, it's too good of a car to put in the bin because mechanically it's working fine at the ripe old age of 470,000 kilometres on the clock. We got there. He's just finally answered the question <laughs> I asked five minutes so ago. So almost half a million. Yep, almost half a million. So we, we'll, we'll see if we can get it up over 500 in the next year. But um, I ordered my new vehicle in January. Um, which was a Volkswagen Tiguan R, yep. which is the first of its kind. Um, normally, uh, Tiguan is a medium SUV. Um, now, you lost Dave at one of the model numbers, he said. <laughs> He's drinking his wine here. Yeah, it's, uh, it's normally it's a medium SUV that uh, it's only 167 kilowatts. Um, the, the R line is just the sporty body. So that's why you got the sports one. No, I got, so the R line is the, the old one. Yeah. The new one is actually just R on its own, which is max sports performance vehicle. The engine's 235 kilowatts. It's got, oh. it's got 21 inch sport profile wheels. All right. We don't need to hear the old spec sheet. <laughs> it's got the blue <laughs> color. I just wanted a brief overview that you got a new car. It was cool. <laughs> it's really nice. And I got it ceramic coated. Now, you've got it ceramic coated, which yep. is great. Have you got a tow ball on it? Because we want to take it on fishing trips. Oh, I've got the Honda for that. Surprise. Oh. We're about to go hurl wine at it and test the coating. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joe did a real nervous laugh. After the show, Joe. That should be good. So, uh, love my new car, Dave. That's awesome. Now. Does it do burnouts? Oh, we'll. we'll We'll We're at the factory here. We, 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 might, we are we in light the wheels up. We are in an industrial estate. Yeah, exactly. When in Rome. Oh, no. There is some. Joe's uh, selling houses. His phone's going off. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> hey, those, those Tiguans don't pay for themselves, Adrian. Yeah, they yeah. sure don't. Now, Joe, you haven't been fishing for a while, and we have already talked about this without you, but um, I wanted to briefly t- congratulate you on uh, releasing a beautiful big tuna the other week under my tutelage. Um, well done, me. So oh, we had a fantastic weekend. We it, did. It all started with the luxury cabin that I managed to uh, secure for us on the way down, yes. which to, to Dave's uh, disappointment. Delight <laughs> when I found out you were paying for it. Now, I've got to say, Joey, <laughs> you took a beautiful photo of that fish you released. Like the oh, colours wow. were just magnificent. Did I take that? <laughs> Well, Dave told me you did. I said that. No, when, I think I did. But when did. when yeah. the photos came through to me, um, I was like, wow, that's a stunning photo. The colours and the light is perfect. And, and I understand why you would have thought that was me because <laughs> I do take some support. Well, Joey photographs. doesn't even know he took it. so I could have claimed it. Yes. No, it was just a classic oh, um, airdrop me everything, the last yeah. 20 photos, and yeah. it must have been in there, hidden. I just want to get some of the emotions that you felt letting that beautiful 
Well, first, first of all, catching. Yeah, I've got to say, Joey's like caught more fish on that boat than I have. Yes, barrels. Yes. No, fish. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you've only been in it like three times. Three hundred times. <laughs> but you do are commandeering your own vessel now, Adrian. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. How was the how's the feels, Joe? How's the feels? Oh, it's it's got to be one of my most favourite fish um, to catch. Like just the power. Like when you see a barrel hit one of those tiagras spooled up and the rod. There is no mistake about it. That rod, like it doesn't bounce. Like once it's bent, it's just it's straight away. The rod is stiff and just crackling off line. And there's no better sound, no better feel, and it's really enjoyable on stand-up game gear. Yeah. Yes. So, and you did a splendid job of wheeling that bad boy in, by the way. Oh, thank you. Great, it was great, great boat driving as well. It's a, yeah, yeah, it was mostly the boat driving. <laughs> but, you know, you turn that handle proficiently. <laughs> it was good. I was going to say, so when you hear that crackling noise off the reel, that really gets your heart pumping. <laughs> Here <What>? we go. <laughs> what? I know what you're going to do. <laughs> so, <laughs> we went out fishing last week and um, I did a couple of filming things and Dave had no idea what was going on and I've let the reel go into freeze full and he's done the old... <gasps> Yeah. Oh. That's the oldest one in the book. <laughs> yes. Oh. oh, look, I know what's going on, but, but it's an internal involuntary reaction that I can't control. I, like, I, I knew deep down that it was Adrian playing a trick, but uh, my body is so finely tuned to pouncing upon I know your, tuna. The right hand was on the throttle was, straight away to back it, yeah, back yeah. the revs down a little bit. That's muscle memory, buddy, yeah. muscle memory. <laughs> um, are you going to play that? And just, oh, no, no. Oh. Well, if you would like to watch that, go to our Instagram and uh, jump on the reels and um, have a look at me <laughs> reacting to nothing. But no, it was a good joke. Well and, done. And I did put some uh, just sound effects, like random sound effects over it. So it's, yeah. Some like- very classy sound effects. Now, <laughs> yeah. uh, Joe, I know you want to have a chat about this beautiful drop of wine we're drinking. Oh, a very abs- uh, refined gentleman now. Absolutely. Um, now, I brought down a, uh, a bottle of wine from... Um, our good friend, uh, Sean Hildyard, if, if you're watching tonight. Also it, known as Shoe. Also known as Shoe, uh, South African oh. uh, fellow of mine, and he's importing premium South African wines. And I've brought in a bottle for us to uh, try. So Shoe has sponsored tonight's podcast. Some seriously old dirt. Do we want to be eating dirt? Yeah, well, oh, it's nice dirt. Have you tried it, Adrian? No, I might give it a try, but I think he yeah. only brought two wine glasses. I feel like uh, Joe- yeah, yeah. we've got a third one. I wasn't sure if you're into it. Well, well I wouldn't mind trying it. Yeah, you so. I really feel like we're Joe Rogan with his whiskey advertising now. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we're being sponsored our first alcoholic beverage here, guys, and it's some old dirt. Um, Joe's I, pouring me some here now. I like the precedent this is setting. Yeah. Um. So these are. Sean is from South Africa, and these are obviously South African wines. But so, have a quick taste, Adrian. Yep. It can't be bought at Dan Murphy's. Um, this particular one that we're drinking is um, it's a blend of Cab Sav with mm. uh, Malbec. And is it, just give us uh, that that second uh, slide. Oh, mm. it's actually quite tasty. It is, isn't it? Not bad for some dirt. So you, it's a blend. Like it, it's a blend. Yeah, it's a really um, full bodied. Big wine. It's not overly powering. Uh, powering. 
No, oh. so, so this would be your one you'd have with like a nice eye fillet steak. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just had a live report come in, people. So oh. look forward to that a bit later on in the show. Um, done any fishing, Adrian, last week? I did, actually. How'd you um, go? Because there was uh, reports of these winter kingfish hitting the port. Oh, was it? I've tried to stumble my on top of them, um, and I think I've missed the bite. So I did go out and catch some uh, squid again, um, which is, you know, I love squid fishing. Do you like squid fishing jelly? Oh, mate, I love tossing squid into hot oil. <laughs> oh, goodness. I <laughs> not expecting that. I was wondering what you were tossing. Um, no, yeah, I, I really enjoy squid fishing. My, um, my uncle Tone's very good at squid fishing. Um, he... He just says, like when he used to go fishing at Flinders, he used to sell the Vietnamese um, in their little tin tin boat, sometimes multicolored. And he says, "Ah, oh, Joe, I always get the squid. I just follow the Viet Cong. They know where the squid is." <laughs> oh shit! Right, um, he's gone a bit, uh, <laughs> a little bit cancel cultured. Um, it's he's brought it back. Look, uh, it's a, but- <laughs> it's an interesting. Well, no, like that. okay, take the take the joke out of it. <laughs> if you've seen boats drifting up and down on one little patch of water, hey, it's a fair chance that's where the squid's going to be, right? Yes, yeah, so the Vietnamese community is quite proficient in catching the squid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but probably not how I'd put it. But um, you're only repeating. I would have just the story, said if, I suppose. Just follow the uh, local Flinders fishermen, and yeah, that's how I would have said it. Um, but you know, not yeah. everyone is as um, oh, well, col- we can be colorful on this podcast, yeah. Right? You know, we can be as colorful as we like, yeah. No, as long as I'm not saying it. <laughs> oh, jeepers, <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna get so hate you- mail now. Far out, no, <laughs> no, 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 you, your uncle. Yeah, will. We, <laughs> all right, we don't get a lot of uh mail, Joey, so please like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel and probably let best, us know what you think. Probably best you said that now rather than when we're actually popular, if that ever does happen, yeah. Um, but, uh, but sorry, moving, finish moving it on, on about your squid story, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to hide. No, I was just up. saying I love squid fishing, and I, I know I fished um, the tide change. Oh, just before the tide change, so I'd have some fresh squid to try catch these winter kings inside the port. Nice. And there was a few caught the morning before I, oh, the morning that I went on, and I couldn't actually find the kings at all. But I just towed around some live squid and some strips and. Hoped for the best, and there was a few boats doing it, and I don't think any were caught that afternoon when I was there. Did uh, did Big T get stuck into the kings? Yes, he did. The day before I went, I think he got a couple, and there was a few other boats that got a couple the morning that I went as well. So he is the kingfish king maestro. Yeah, they don't call him the Big T for nothing. Oh yeah, T- oh, old the, six foot tones. It's an ironic nickname. The big it's the a, big T for kingfish. It's a bloody weapon though, and. Uh, you wanna, if you want to get some uh, kingfish tips from Tony, just go into online and uh, bug him. He'll love it. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, so you see Tony in his caribbean on Western Port just all <laughs> going in <laughs> weird areas, just follow him and you might stumble across hey, a king. Hang on. Where's that tackle shop again? Hastings. Spot on tackle. Oh, yep. fishing online. Yep. Um, in Hastings. But Marine Pride. Yeah, it, is. it actually <laughs> is. Yeah, why, well, is that? why is that, Joe? Oh, well, that's where you got to tell people to go. If you oh. wanted to pop in a big tea shop, they might, they might not know where it is. We don't do that. We're not a play. We've already, we've already given Sean some advertising for his wine. We're not a, we're not a marketing company. Yeah, I understand that. But they are great in there, those guys. So um, well worth yeah. dropping in there 
it, it, for a good building, chat. Building a community of legends. I'll take it from your mouth, the words from your mouth. Okay. Yes, I did say something similar to that once upon a time. So you lucked out on the Kings, Adrian. Yeah, as you quite often do when you target those species. Um, yep. <laughs> they're quite a hard species to crack, they are. Um, you especially just, in Western Port. Yep, on um, one day off the other. Yep, just like the, the barrel tuna can be quite the same locally because I believe you followed a couple of reports. There was whispers. Yeah. There has been whispers. Yeah. Um, and uh, I happened to have a Tuesday off and... It was like 25 minutes. It was blowing. But you know the saying, if it's blowing, I'm a going. And um, <laughs> I've never heard that saying. I managed to. No, I haven't heard that either. <laughs> wow. We all know a bit of rough weather gets the fish going. And I managed to coerce my brother into coming with me and uh, it was even rougher than I expected it to be. Well, I, I saw uh, William's uh, story update and I replied back to him. I said, um, looks like Vomitron 2000. Oh, yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. See from this video here. And videos just don't show the roughness properly, do oh, they? Oh, my goodness. No, they, they never do it justice. But I would be vomiting sideways in that. This is trolling too. This isn't. Yeah. Um, that, that is absolutely crazy. Those um, listening on the radio in the cars, he's going up mountains. Hey, you got. <laughs> so it's very, very rough, but they're actually trolling through dolphins. Yeah. Which are very, very good for barrel catching. That's true. That's sort of the best life that I found, though. And uh, Will was seasick, and it was a good time all around. I did see some school fish as well. Did um, he take his tablet? No, he's um pretty good with the seasickness these days. But I suppose everyone no. has their limit. No one can be good in that. You take them out in a hurricane, they're probably going to get seasick. <laughs> so yeah, I've uh, compacted my spine a little bit more. Um, but yeah, the boat the boat handled it beautifully. It wasn't unsafe. It was just very uncomfortable. Oh, I would have just. I would have used my um, ski gloves and I would have just hung on to that steel bar on your dash for dear life. Yeah, it was uh, one of yeah, those days. quite sore, hanging on all day. My whole body is extremely sore, like I've done a giant workout. Now, when you go out there in the rough and you take someone and you say, you know, we're going to fish all day and grind, and they agree to that, when they're out there, is it a little different? Do you feel some compassion, especially when they're oh, no, throwing just- up and sore and... I just kept saying, I'm just going to go up here a bit further, then I'll just troll back with the sea the whole way. We'll go in. Um, <laughs> and you like, kept pushing into the wind? like, oh, there's birds over there. Can I go over there? Can I troll over them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Two hours later. Um, yeah, so. Uh, yeah, when we going in, Davey? Yeah. You got that many times? I, I just can't do it. It's just not in me. To, especially when it takes you like two hours to punch out there and bash yourself to death. To go straight back in again, it's just against my every core of my being. So, yeah, we had a bit of a look. Um, hard to cover ground when the weather's like that, obviously. So, I'm sure they're out there somewhere. Um, there's pretty good good whispers, I'll put it that way. So, When when you go out there and mm. the uh, weather's that rough, do you lose visibility of seeing life on the surface and and the bird life or not really? Not really. I just think that you can't cover the same amount of ground. Okay. Um, mind you, I went a fair way, but um, there was one other boat out there, another oh, Edencraft, wow. and uh, he didn't really see anything either. So it was the day of the Edencraft. Yeah, it was the day of the sucking at fishing. So <laughs> that was my fishing trip for the week. So you obviously filled up the morning. Oh, that is the <laughs> other ridiculous part of it is that 
two days, a day before I went out, unleaded fuel was a dollar seventy. I filled up actually my wife's car at a dollar sixty nine, and then the day I went out, I paid two dollars fifteen. Flip. That is messed up, isn't it? Oh yeah, absolutely horrific. So you you took your brother out, made him pay half your fuel bill. Yeah, only to get pummeled. Well, as I said to someone, at least the weather was nice and the fishing was good and the fuel was cheap. <laughs> good day all round. Yes. Yeah, so that was my fishing re- fishing report for the week. Hopefully the next one's a bit better, but you've got to be in it to win it. Could have gone out there and uh, caught that dream fish straight away and I'm sure with some nice weather coming up over the weekend, there'll be a few people out there looking. Yeah. Um, and to that I say good luck to well, them. We went out looking and casting at school fish last week mm. um, in my boat and, yeah, didn't see too much uh, life out there. A few school fish jumping around and stuff. Yeah. You know what did happen? What did happen? Your boat performance went absolutely rocketing backwards. <laughs> yes. You've been meddling. Yeah, so completely I've been meddling it again. again. I've been meddling again. First thing and I noticed is, on the spot. as we hopped in the boat to head out, Adrian goes full throttle. Ready for the boat to <laughs> roar into life, and it just sort of sits there, half on, yeah. unable to play. And I think I've been myself, playing with props again. To myself, this is reminiscent of where we were six months ago, and a, a motor change and a tune and a, and a prop difference. We're back to square one. Yeah, so I went up another pitch, and it was a pitch too much, Joey. So what happens when you go up the pitch? It takes a bit more to spin it, and with the extra body and fuel and gear in the car. <laughs> Oh, in the boat, um, it didn't want to go on the plane unless we had some weight on the bow. I'm sorry for adding another human and some fishing gear to your fishing boat. Oh, wait. So I, mean- I, I tried this prop the other day and I got the boat up to 65.8k an hour, the tinny. That's pretty quick. Yeah. But it was only me, no gear in it, and, you know, spun that prop quite easy. But once you start adding weight to it, um, yeah, it didn't want to spin it. I think I could only get up to... 5,200 revs with Dave in the boat, going with the tide too. We just yeah. couldn't spin it. Too much too much stern weight. Yeah. You don't want to put a bigger motor on? <laughs> he does want to. No, no, I've gone back to my other prop and, yeah, that gets up to 62, 63. Okay. Um, yeah, which is fine. I was just basically Adrian yeah. over-meddled and ruined the whole thing again. Yeah, but you know what? You learn a lot of um, stuff say. about motors. Mm-hmm. Playing with props, playing with prop height, uh, motor heights. And so, you also pulled off the exact transducer we needed to go tuna fishing because you were worried about it creating drag. No, it wasn't drag. So what happens is when you got a transducer or bait pump or something on the um, starboard side, it creates uh, an air bubble which then goes into the prop and makes it, you know, slip. You're mm. not getting clean water to the intake of the prop. So it um, decreases your performance. That's good. It also decreased our fishing performance because <laughs> the transducer we need to sound up tuna was left in your factory at work yeah. while we were fishing blind. Well, it's worth it to yeah. get an extra 2K an hour. No, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, what, what else I was going to say about um, playing with um, props and motor height, when you see these videos on YouTube when they're <laughs> – Joey's just <laughs> – Left the conversation. How's this hour going there, Joe? No, no, I'm um, I'm actually just sending you a a lure link. Okay. Oh, we're doing doing this again. Joe sends random things through to Adrian during the show. So what I was going to say about when you see these YouTube videos, when they're comparing 
the same horsepower motors on the same boat, mm. right? This is where it can throw people off because they're not the same motor height. They're not the same props. This yeah. is where they need to compare it, the same motor height and the same props on those motors because quite often they chuck these motors on the boat with the prop that it comes with, Yeah, especially these small and um, horsepower motors. Yeah. No, so, it can make a huge difference. Oh, mate, it makes a huge difference when you play around with props and, and motor height. Yeah. Um, it increases your revs. You, you can get props that, you know, do heaps of different things. So, yeah. Um, uh, well, we'll uh, continue to watch this <laughs> story. So, so what's, what's the size of the, um, the, the new prop or, or the, the pattern? What's, what's the difference? The, the one I tried, yep. uh, it just went up a pitch. Um, to try get more top end speed, which it worked with just me in the boat. So, so what does that mean? Like the, the blades are wider, or is it the shape of it? It's like, the angle that. of the um, of the um, three blades. They have more angle. So if you go up, just say sixteen pitch, that means every rotation the boat's moving sixteen inches instead of fifteen inches, right? Which is the next size down. Mm. Um, so that makes sense to you, Dave? Yes. Prop chat one hundred one. Really so, good. yeah, obviously once you increase the pitch, the, the harder, you know, the more strain it puts on the motor tr- to try spin it. Mm-hmm. But in the long run, you get better top-end um, speed because you're pushing more water per uh, revolution. So Awesome. It's a real science to it. <laughs> yeah, it actually is. Awesome. I have a little uh, non-fishing related okay. story which I thought it would be f- Fun to mention on the podcast. Yeah. Um, are you afraid of spiders, Joe? Oh, dear. Oh, yeah. I hate them. Oh, dear. Are you afraid of spiders, Adrian? Not really. I meddled with them a lot when I was a child, so they don't scare me. They don't really scare me either, and I felt like my reaction was quite cool, calm, and collected to this incident. Yeah. So when Dave sent this photo through, which I'm going to put up in a sec, um, I go, holy shit, that's a huge spider. But I think he had his macro lens on. I zoomed in on it. You want to see all its features. So, look at this, Joey. What variety do you think that is, Joe? Tarantula? No, that's a plastic spider. It's not plastic, (laughs) mate. (laughs) No, someone's bullshitting you. No, plastic spider. This this was on him, Joey. I was at a customer's, right? Putting security doors in. Got a bit hot, so I took my hat off, put it on the table. When you got back to the factory? No, no. When I was putting the doors in. Oh, at their house? Oh. I go to go home, uh, back to the factory, put my hat back on, uh, go back to the factory, sit down, have a bite of lunch, all that sort of stuff. Probably two to three hours has passed since I've been at this house. And something's like rustling around here and I just think, I was wearing my Merc hat. <laughs> yeah. And you can see these hats, they have like a real big tag on the inside. Yeah. I just thought, oh, it's just that. Um, and this happened a couple of times. And then... Like, just randomly, like, I put my hand there and I felt something <laughs> something move and out popped over my shoulder onto the table this spider, which you've just put up. Yeah. This big-ass black spider had been... How big was it? Like, as big as your hand? Or? No, no. <laughs> That's what was, I thought. It, when it, it was, was as big as your... The palm? Mm, about <laughs> two-thirds of your palm. It was not two-thirds. What? Pretty big. This big. Yep. Yeah. No, not that big. Okay, it's more than that. About a third. But anyway, probably so, probably like your thumbnail. I'm but anyway, saying. this thing had been crawling around on my head for like hours and hours. When when he sent this photo in, I go, "Holy shit, is that a funnel web spider?" 
And he goes, no, it's not that big. Okay, oh, did you use macro lens? He goes, yeah, I think it's a uh, uh, common black, house yeah, black, black spider. They thing. look scary though. Yeah, they do. They've got furry legs and they but look I think they're quite harmless. aggressive. And I'm a bit disappointed. I don't have any spidey senses or ability to did flick you... webs out my wrist or do I? No, I don't. I tried. Didn't work. <laughs> um, no dice. But uh, yeah, just thought uh, that was a fun little tale for you boys. Yeah. Um, That's pretty cool. Spider in hat. Well, how would you head. react with that, Joey, if that happened to you? Oh, <laughs> you don't want to know. I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd probably make some kind of noise and I'd probably you can attempt- give us a demo of the noise you'd make. I'd get naked. I'd be taking all my clothes off. <laughs> so you're one of the guys who would um, find a spider in the car and you'd just abandon it and take it to the scrap metal joint and go crush this car. His new car, yeah. No, I've actually had that. Um, I've had that happen in the, in the old Honda CRV. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I had a, a big huntsman um, crawl up into the passenger seat, almost dr- drove off the freeway. <laughs> oh shit! Just slammed the um, hazards on, went to the side of the road, and then uh, I tried to. I had a piece of, a piece of cardboard in my car. I was trying to shoo it out the side. <laughs> you know what they say? Like when you're in the bush or jungle, or whatever, and you see a spider or a bear or a snake, or whatever. They say you got to act cool, calm, and collected. And here you are <laughs> ripping clothes off, making noises, and that's if it's on you. Like, like that was yeah. on Dave's head. I would. <laughs> You would melt. I would have been like stripping down to my jocks until I knew that spider was not anywhere on my body. Yeah, right. Oh, well. That's what I would have done. Everything worked out all right. Um, Do we want to throw to the reports? I've got a couple of um, uh, roaming reporters out on the grounds. Okay. um, Dave is really intrigued to get to this stage because he's getting live reports here. I've got reports coming in. Here comes. We'll throw over to that. Welcome to the hookup. Bang! I love it. What do you got for us? Okay, so we've got two reporters who are out in the field. Like we've recruited for Channel Nine or Channel Seven, or and the first one grassroots is, reporters. Uh, they're they're real grassroots sort of uh, units. Um, <laughs> the first one we've got writing in is Shane Lowry, who is also known as the. Southwestern Dominator. Yes. Uh, I believe we call him. Um, oh, happy birthday, Shane, for the past week. Yeah. It's my birthday a couple of weeks too, Joey. I didn't get one of these. No, you were, yeah, you no, were, you were a bit before that old buddy. <laughs> yes. Uh, happy birthday, Shane. Um, so, yeah. he has sent in a report. Allow me to read. He has just said that he's heading down to the Glenelg for four days tomorrow. I know, he's on the Mulloway. And there's a great... Run of Mulloway happening right now. Oh, wow. I mean, let's go. Drop everything. Yep. That is, if you do want to just catch Mulloway, that joint is bloody awesome. Should I go there on Friday? You should. And and um, how, how big are the Glenelg Mulloway? Oh, it's on they can get well, quite big. Yes, they can. They can. They really can. They really, really can, guys. <laughs> so, I've some good photos. It's They're, coming into that season too, isn't it? Yeah. So you catch a lot there um, as black catch when you're catching brim and stuff. Um, I've caught them there myself. Um, Pretty highly skilled in the art of <laughs> flicking <laughs> the plastic around what, 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 and flicking cool. the plastic. D- didn't you say that you go there to catch Mulloway? What's his brim stuff? Um, Sh- Shane loves brim his are, brim. Brim are pretty epic. You know, Dave took Shane brim fishing in Western Port and he absolutely towered Dave up. 
I was just his fishing guide. Yeah, you were like driving the boat. Yeah. I was just the spot lock person operating <laughs> the outboard. Um, yeah, so he's uh, said there's good one of Mulloway there. And to Joe's uh, comment there, yeah, they range from very small to um, some re- actually really big ones. Not not like mega G size. They do. They do. They get. You're talking about like no, 46 not, kilos. But 20 to 30. I'm sure yeah, there's bigger no, in there. that's good fish. Um, you know what? Paddo River also has Mulloway that size too. It does. The, the impression that I get of the Glenelg, it's a numbers thing. Like you can actually have <laughs> it. Have a trip there and catch, you know, two, three, four in a session. Like, you know, we go out on the snapper in yeah. November, we'll catch three, four, five, six. Basically, is, people, is, that, is that correct? Basically, people just launch into there, ram their boat into the bank, into the weeds, and just ch- just fling some pilchards into the water and just catch them. But they reinvent the fishery too. Don't forget that. Do they? In what way? I guess so. Okay. Is, is that pub still there at Glen Elk? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's good, shut for a while, but I think it's open again. Oh, our good mate Andrew Pawsey, it's it's one of like he's got many favourite pubs, but well, he, I didn't know he had a first name, so it's Andrew Pawsey. <laughs> yeah, first I've heard of it. <laughs> he he loves the tomahawk steak at the Glenelg pub. So the thumper, go, yeah, the, the thumper. That's it's it. probably changed hands since then, Joe. Yeah. So who knows what they've got on the menu? Thump, um, thumpers and Mulloway at Glenelg. May I continue reading my report? <laughs> yeah, so you got live reports. He's also mentioned some big red fin in the southwest impoundments. Um, southwest and impoundments. And some really nice trout starting to get caught as the weather cools off. Purrumbeet would be the pick right now. Still some nice yellows coming in from Rocklands in the Glen Denning area and whispers of some pretty decent cod being caught in the same areas. I think they've put quite a lot of cod in Didn't there. Didn't know there was cod on that side of the state. Yeah. Wow. Very Did you cool. know, Joey? No. Ooh, I think that be. might be a um, a new fishery. New stocking program, any, any, maybe. Anything in that report there about Chinook salmon? No, but they're in there, Joe. Hurrumbeet has that, doesn't it? Hurrumbeet's yeah. got Chinook salmon. I actually and did I think see Bullen- the Tackle Shack shared a photo of someone catching a salmon there um, this week, so... They might, they might be on, Joey. Shane probably doesn't know. He's not very connected. Um, That's a fairly detailed report. I'm not finished. Uh, oh. Some whispers of some decent cod bank hoarding, same areas. Perch are still, oh, Shane loves perch, taking surface lures early mornings in the upper reaches of the Glenelg. I'll add to that, if Adrian took his boat to the southwest this weekend and put 80 anglers on it, he could finish tag at 100. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, mate. So I need 80 people to catch eight. 80 fish. So yeah. we're catching one fish each. That's not yeah. That's not very good. It seems like a nice, easy way to do it. Maybe I should go I don't to know, Glen hey. Elg on the weekend or early next week. Oh, no, we've put ideas in your head. And catch um, some tuna during the day and then just anchor up in Glen Elg and catch some Mulloway while I'm sleeping in a swag in my little tinny. Yeah. Epic. That, that sounds delightful. Sounds very <laughs> cold, though. It sounds cold, delightful, but... It's a numbers game, you as you're saying, Joey. Oh, Could you imagine how tired you'd be? Like you're just tired after you get off the ocean and then to go and continue fishing. Do you remember the That'd snapper days where we would fish, we'd plan to fish two tides and we still haven't caught so we'd fish a third tide and we'd just be ridiculously tired, hungry, cold, headaches and we'd just keep grinding till we got that one bite. I used to finish work on a Friday, go straight to the ramp, launch a boat and come off the water at th- like 3 a.m. on the Sunday, on Monday morning and go back to work. 
just fish the whole way through like a madman. I'm way too old for that now. Um, moving on, we also have our other reporter. Oh, a second reporter. I think you're really excited to share this. Look at the smile on his face. Oh, I'm just a happy person. I haven't even read it yet. Oh, might okay. be good, might be bad. Uh, Joniak, Tasmanian. Oh, uh, uh, you may know him from iFish TV. I, I think saw he's him a on regular... iFish last week, and I think he's starring on it again. Yeah, he's a regular iFish TV host. I think um, Paul might be retiring, and Jonah will be uh, taking over the reins, as far as I can see. Does he still have a co-host in the show? If it's just Jonah. What co-host? Like Christy and. Oh. I'm not sure. I'm not okay. sure how to. I'm not sure about the logistics. It's just the vibe that I'm getting. Um, all right. So I'll read Jonah's report. Do I do it in a Jonah voice? How do you do a Jonah voice? You're going on to Joe's level okay, if you do that. Okay. So good run of swords. Oh. Is that how his voice sounds? It's it's Sorry. quite drony, but still lovely. No. Well, he's he's a scientist, so he's very mono. Yeah, that's he what I mean. He, he's stoic as well, so he doesn't like showing too much emotion. He's but also very scared of the government overlords that if he puts a foot wrong, he'll be executed. So he, he does work for the government. So when I talk to him um, in non-podcasting life, he is quite hilarious. But when he's <laughs> on the podcast, he's too scared to put a foot wrong. Yeah. Um, okay, so a good run of swords down here at the moment. Most fish coming out of St. Helens. This is actually delicious wine. It really is, it. isn't it? I um, don't really like red wine, but I'm enjoying this. It's quite mellow. It's quite mellow. It, it's quite. A, it's it's about a fifty dollar bottle of wine. Okay, forty eight. I saw it on the thing. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but you can pay fifty if you like. Two dollar <laughs> win against tide tax. A good run of swords down here at the moment. Most fish coming out of St. Helens and Eagle Hawk Neck. Biggest has been around 200 kilo from memory. I got mine on a squid in 550 meters. Two-hour fight time. That's oh, not all about you, mate. Also, a few barrels caught down deep as well. Quite a few being released. What? Fish released in Tasmania? <laughs> Barrel run inshore at Eagle Hawk Neck has been slow. My boy hooked one on his jet ski solo south of Tasman Island, battled it for an hour before the hook pulled. Oh, no. No seals. Still plenty of schoolies about inshore, but the big albies starting to thin out now. To which I replied, okay. I think we killed the last big albie down there. <laughs> no, I saw people were catching them this week. The, the last breeder. The big ones. <laughs> the big 24. Bigger than your one. ones. Really? Enough to make massive palmers. Swimming palmers they are. Mm-hmm. I got told that um, turning fish into palmers was sacrilege. No, not a chicken. That's what I said. Yeah. I said, when you catch as much fish as us, mate. You've got to start getting creative. Yeah, which isn't much. But Still still one dish I hope to uh, crack out again um, soon is the uh, tuna uh, cabanara pasta. Creamy tuna. Oh, yes. Creamy, creamy tuna, bits of fried little pieces of tuna with bacon and mushroom and like a creamy sauce with like fresh chopped parsley. And a beautiful wine. Yeah, I do recall when you made this for us all. The night you were of- on FaceTime with your mum <laughs> <laughs> to get the recipe and the method right. I just had to. I just had to triple check. You know, checks yeah. and balances. We so had to have make you got sure. Got it down now, packed. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That was actually the origins of Wind Against Tide. Do you yes. know that? You weren't even there. What? I was there. Yeah, it was. We, 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 oh, we, you were there. Yeah. We, we all came together and had a, had a beautiful winter meal. Sorry, you must have been very forgettable. Your performance. 
on that podcast. No, I didn't do the podcast. I went home. Oh, yeah. Good move. So me, Joe, and Winger did yes. did a test record. Oh, we should actually line up some clips of that because we've yeah. still got it here somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah Because cool. Brendan got scared and never did anything with it. But uh, I basically was drunk on red wine and just really just slinging off whatever came into my brain. And um, <laughs> it was a lot of just laughing at Joe's expense, really. But that was the origins of uh, Wind Against Tide and... Here we are. And wasn't trying to hunt down the third microphone, which Winger had lent to somebody. <laughs> yes. Uh, we just may have discovered that never still, ex- disappeared. If you've got a Rode podcaster, <laughs> uh, podcasting microphone in your uh, tackle box, uh, yeah, return it to uh, Lutey Refrigeration uh, in Somerville. Yeah, no, about that jelly. Yeah, I looked at my, <laughs> I went to the same store to upgrade my video switcher here. And I go, oh, can you print me off a receipt from like two, three years ago? Yeah, yeah, if you're on the system. They print me off the receipt and I only got two mics and no. two booms. Yes. No. Yes. We blame- oh, you've nearly choked yourself <laughs> on your cord. We blamed Winger for that because he always just we- loses things and forgets stuff. We went on a wild goose chase. <laughs> well, like I just thought Winger's lost it somewhere. Yeah. I thought no well, way. he thought he'd lost general. it. He actually thought he'd lost it too. Because he knows that he loses things. But um, no, it never existed. Wow. And um, if you're listening, Brendan, that's the first time that we've told you that. So now you know you can stop looking for it. <laughs> cancel, it cancel the search. Yes. Um, well, when I bought this um, podcast, it was like three or four years ago. So yeah. I had to go back to the system a long way to find it. We've had plans for a very long time. Yeah. But it um, took a little bit of, I don't know, I just sort of. Decided we should actually do it, and then me and Adrian went ahead, and uh, Joe's doing something with his wine over no, there. No, just uh, look how it beautifully coats the glass. That's how you know it's a good wine. It's got legs, Joe. Apparently, that means it's a good wine. If it's, I don't know if that's real, but that's what I've heard. Seems um, like you're just lubing your glass. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if I may continue with the uh, fishing reports. Yeah. So love that. Hopefully, we're going to get those reports weekly from our. Two men on the ground. If we can, if we've got anyone else, maybe in Gippsland or um, other states, other countries. Mm. Joe's cousin in Mauritius. They want to provide us with um, some fishing updates. Uh, that would be wonderful. But yep, Pierre Pierre from Mauritius. I know he follows you guys on Instagram. Oh, if, does he? Yep. If you if you've got some uh, uh, fishing reports, game fishing reports, you send them through. Awesome. Can't wait for that. Um, now, we've also had some good sword fishing. Oh, some yeah, some good sword fishing. Um, in our state, off Malakuta. Yes. Um, we saw uh, Matt Cassa. Yep. So they got three over a couple of days, I think. I've heard the water off lakes is pretty average. Yeah. There still has been some fish caught. Um, one boat got one that was 200 kilo. Uh, I know Richie Alboa has lost a couple. Um, plenty of boats coming in with nothing. But there was also a barrel caught on the deep drop. Yeah. Which is quite common this time of year, I think. Um, um, late not, April, not early uncommon. May. No, yeah. yeah. Sometimes even big eye, yep. big thresher sharks and stuff. Um, opas. Yes, I would love Actually, to Actually, I don't think opa. I've – has there even been – I think I've seen one other opa caught other than the one we caught. No, I've seen a few. Um, yeah. What's his name got one in a sword? Yeah, that's one I'm talking about. Rob and then Gray. there's there's been some washed up on Golden Beach, uh, Lakes Entrance there. Yeah, yeah. There's You're not counting that. No, no, I'm not counting that. But I've seen a couple getting caught. I thought that was a sunfish that washed up. No, no, it was the opa. Definitely yeah. a few opa Winfrey's getting about. Yeah. Yeah, I thought she was retired. Always popping up off, off Lakes Entrance. 
Yeah. Talking about the royal family. I mean, <laughs> okay. Loves it. Um, yeah. And as Jonas said, the sword fishing down there seems very good. Apparently, the guys that are actually looking at the charts and stuff reckon the water between um, Malakuta and pretty much down to Tassie is very average. So that yeah, could explain yep. uh, why the bulk of the fish seem to be in those areas. Yeah. Yep. Barrels, big bluefin, big mm. beautiful girls. They are uh, still going. Port Ferry still has a, quite a few good <laughs> yeah. fish. One of my um, mate's dad, who barely goes fishing like a couple of times a year, um, he went with some of his South African mates because he's South African and first time he's been tuna fishing and he caught a 132-kilo fish out of Port Ferry last week. Wow. That's disgraceful. Yeah. You can't do it on your first <laughs> Of just any kind of tuna fishing. Mm. Just goes out and... And he they, goes, they would not appreciate it. The way he worded it to me, he said there was two two boats, there was a bait ball and the other boat got in got to the bait ball for us and so we went on the outside and hooked up onto a giant fish. Classic barrel behaviour really. Quite often lurking around the outskirts of the bait balls. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, there's uh there that's yeah, Port Ferry is still good. Salty Dog Charter's getting quite a number of bigger fish as well, but the spotlight has pretty much been on Port Mac and, to a lesser extent, Portland. Um, stacks and stacks of them through there. Crazy season so far, really. Um, it's it, been one of the you know, <laughs> biggest barrel seasons I've ever seen. One of the greats. Yeah. One of the lots absolute of, greats. Lots of lots of big fish getting caught. And there's been a, like a new class of fish just arrived this year. The, me- the medium dogs. Yeah, like the 60s to 80s, I guess. Just heaps of them getting caught. So exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is, which is, I guess, maybe a good thing for the um, the fishery. Yeah, it's great because it's been a missing, yeah. I guess, size of those fish that are, you know, just showing up again. Yeah, awesome to see. Um, quite a few more getting released at the moment too. Especially guys catching them on on the solid baits down in Tassie. They've been letting a lot of them go. That's good. Jeez. Wonder how they go getting caught. You know, a couple hundred meters down, oh, and then fine. They don't yeah. have barotrauma. They yeah. don't have swim swim bladders. Okay, there so. you go. So, um, primo for Releaso. Uh, yeah, so um, moving back locally to some kind of more bread and butter species. We have mm. uh, um, lots of gummies and schoolies and stuff getting caught offshore yeah, of Western I've Port. Yeah, a lot of people I can, doing I can, that. I can add to that. Um, Uncle Tone's been out in the last uh, oh, week. Is the one that made the... Uh, Racist comments, or yeah, that's the same one. one. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, boy- <laughs> he wanted us to forget that, and you just brought it back up, Dave. <laughs> uh, but boy, one um, in Western Port still producing uh, uh, plenty of uh, pinkies. Um, Is that cup- the wedding cake? Boy, one. No, um, it's good not for sure. pinkies down that way this yes. time. Yeah, F- fantastic for pinkies just before the slack tide. Um, you yeah. can actually mark up like millions of them on the bottom, and you drop a squid down, and you hook up straight away. Yeah, on snapper snatchers, um, yep. pinkies, a uh, couple of hours each side of the t- tide, that's where t- Tones goes, and they picked up a nice eight and a half kilo gummy uh, as well, uh, mixed in with some uh, mackerel and um, salmon as well, just um, at anchor on um, bits of Californian squid on the uh, snapper snatchers. So, yeah, boy, okay. one still Californian good. squid on snapper snatchers, yep. Dave. That's all you need. Just wham them on there. Yeah. Good report. Thanks, Joe. You're welcome. Um, and, yeah, we saw with the um, 
I personally, this time of year, fishing inside Western Port for shark gummies. God, you seem to just get pestered by seven gills this, these days. As soon as that water cools down, right? Yeah. Oh, they're Every a real year. menace. Dave will never fish for gummy sharks ever again in Western Port because he just gets oh, seven gorillas all the time. Oh, no, offshore just seems so much better these days. Yeah. You um, would have uh, seen the yeah, Facebook video of uh, yeah, young Finn Wing and uh, Philip Gopal. They were uh, at the local jetty and they saw a free swimming uh, seven gill. Yes, man eater. I'm surprised it wasn't on Seven News, to be honest. <laughs> oh, you do see a lot of they do ordinary things a fisherman would see. I remember someone just filmed dolphins like offshore <laughs> just swimming around the boat, which we see every trip and it was on the news. So I've got a thing where I wake up in the morning and I scroll left of my phone and it brings up all the news articles and there's always a fishing or shark-related one from Perth. It's like, oh, great, a shark swimming around a boat. <laughs> yeah, I remember someone filmed like a gummy shark swimming around the shallows at Port Phillip and they had like a shark expert on and it was on the news. <laughs> Tiny man-eating gummy shark on the loose. Um, worst thing they're going to do is probably slightly put pressure on one of your fingers <laughs> if you happen to get near their mouth. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, offshore gummy sharks, school sharks, um, young Memphis got a heap the other day solo, I saw, um, and plenty of other guys yeah, going out there. Yeah, it's his greatest ever fishing day apparently, according to his report. Yeah. All down Memphis. So lots of that going on. Um, Fantastic. Another, another report, um, when I was king fishing, um, Memphis was trying for kings too and I gave him my fresh squid uh, that I caught because he cut up some frozen squid to tow behind his boat and he caught uh, quite a, a lot and large whiting with my squid. So okay, I gave him some fresh squid. Where's my whiting? Mm. And what happened with his whiting? He chucks him in these in a cooler bag and he puts ice, he's supposed to put ice in it when he gets home. He didn't put any ice in his bag and it was left in the boat. So he'd lost all of those whiting. Oh, no. Oh, that's a tragedy. I can't believe you've just exposed him like that. <laughs> well, he freely told me. Okay. Um, all right. Well, thank you for the uh, whiting report. Now I don't have to talk about them, so that's good. Um, I said to Adrian before, geez, I haven't seen much on the Port Phillip snapper. Is it possible that it's over? And he said, no, no. People have been catching him. So yeah. there you go, Port Phillip snapper. Um, I, hear, I hear you guys talk about it every week. Would you like to elaborate a bit more? What it's do you want to elaborate? Like they're week. going out in the deep water in the channels and they're dropping some pilchards or squid bits down there and they're catching snapper. So like, how, what do you want to know about? Right, well, you know what? I, I never forget, like as a kid, you yeah. know, we used to listen to Rex Hunt on 3AW and he'd be just hamming up, oh, you, you can just drop the pick anywhere on the mud <laughs> between 18 metres to 22 metres and you're sure of a snapper. And it's, hey, it's a lot of water between 18 metres to 22 metres. Oh, well, people are just going out using their sanders, marking them up. Very easy to mark I think that's the key. Thought. You want to be marking these fish and that's when you're going to drop bait on them. And if they're not biting in half an hour, move on some other fish. Yeah, pretty um, much. And you're going to get one eventually. Early a lot. Yep. Huck some baits out. Boom. Yep. Uh, I think that, that enough uh, elaborating on the snapper for you, Joey? I would say Mornington oh, region. Yep. This time of year. I say Mornington towards the shipping channel in about 22 metres. Sure. <laughs> back, <laughs> of the, back of the mussel farm, perhaps? I don't know, Joe. Maybe <laughs> we'll get someone who's been fishing for them on the show. Maybe we'll get our readies on. 
Hey, that sounds good. He's um the snapper gun. Uh, I actually saw him the other day um, yeah. when I came in from looking for kings, and he was going for whiting. Yeah, right. Yep. So he does fish Western Port a bit too. Now, down in your neck of the woods, Adrian, I think uh, Jace, has he been getting EPs? Oh, I don't know if it's there. No? It looked like some other place. Oh. I'm going to maybe call him out on this. Maybe tell Morty Alley Creek. He won't tell you. No, he, he, he hasn't messaged me in a while, but he does go down to Pata a lot. Mm. Um, yeah, and there has been quite a few Bream and EPs getting caught. But anyway, all through winter you do get um, perch, yeah. juice. Stuff through there. We forget about that. It's a cool yeah. little issue. Uh, I did try the other night for a G. I sat in my car and put some glow tips on some rods. And I'll come down and do some. I'm not so. I think on lures. Yeah. Because um, a lot of guys get them like under the bridges yeah. and stuff there. Well, I do want to on a calmer night. I'd love to just use my electric and just tow some lures behind the boat and cast at the same time. Yeah. Even even thinking. Like back to roughly this time of year, back in the day when we used to go to the boat show, um, you know, there should be even some mulloway that start popping up in the old Yarra oh, River. Oh, there has. I've seen some reports. Yarra Riverman, Yarra Riverman, Yarra River, <laughs> mulloway fishermen are the most secretive creatures in the world. You wouldn't even know. Except for you can see the bridges they're fishing under. And, yeah, but that's not. The MCG that, I guarantee you that's not where they caught them. True. They're probably moving and then getting photos. No, you do see some some videos of them catching the fish and then chucking it back in. So. They're all basically Mitch Chapman. <laughs> they put photos up three years later, different locations, blurred backgrounds. It's like the, the Mulloway Mafia, Joey. Wow. And have you boys heard anything about the CODs? Yeah. Is yeah. this a, Oh. I'm just it sounded asked. like an opener for a joke. <laughs> no, like we're in the hookup. There's got to be a report of some CODs. So, well, Colby um, does this thing where he comes to Victoria for two weeks and he takes his little tinny on the Murray River and he spends two weeks on his little tinny and he just casts it cod for the whole two weeks. And I think he's six days in, isn't he, Dave? Um, been watching it on Instagram, I think four to five days in. Yeah. I think there's been one over a meter. Yeah, but he's caught a few. Um, I guess between thirty and sixty. Um, Colby might be listening to us while he's floating down, casting, casting um, tremors. Yeah, at cod. We'll have to get him on the show. Yeah, hundred percent. So he's caught a few cod. Um, this is the time of year, I suppose, where you get the uh, good surface strikes, which is what you do it for. That that surface bite is just incredible to see in real life. It there just, was a comp on at Eildon on the weekend. Oh, was there? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, Any I don't have caught? the results, but I don't think it was real red hot. And I think the biggest one was 90-odd centimetres last I saw. I'm not sure how it ended up. Was it Was it wet that weekend? It might have been muddy off the banks. Yeah. It was, um, It was. Um, yeah, windy, wet. Yeah. Very windy. Windy's no good for not Eildon. cod fishing in there from what I've been told. Because it... All the mud and water come off the banks and it just stirs it up and it doesn't look great. Don't you think that would stir up the feed too, though? Maybe they're know. on. Maybe they're like, um, you know, how game fish push up on that green waterline and like herd the bait in there? <laughs> well, we did speak about this with Pinto. He reckons under that mud layer it's yeah. clear as, you know, day. He said but, not to worry yeah. about it. <laughs> yeah, true. Just listen go. to him, mate. He knows what he's talking about. Um, yeah, that rounds out the reports. I thought that was a bloody ripping segment. Oh, that was a ripper, Dave. If I may say so. Dave's had a couple of live reports and they were quite good. I enjoyed them. They've made me rethink what I'm going to do this week. They were nice, weren't they? And that is yeah. the aim of it. 
Look, I was just thinking, um, thinking just then. Oh. I'd like, to, I'd like to like put out an engagement piece to all the wind against tiders out there. Maybe after this show, could we get up like some pretty picture? What I would love to know for the wind against tiders out there is where are you planning to fish over the Queen's birthday long weekend in a couple of weeks, and what are you going to be targeting? Sorry, yeah, so agent. leave a comment in this video or on our Instagram and we'll see what you're doing and let, let us know how you go. Let, no, let us know what you're planning to and, um, yeah, let's uh, let's uh, reveal those people when they've commented maybe <laughs> next <them>. week. <laughs> like dating Character in the dark unlocked. style? <laughs> <laughs> Not so much in the dark. There you go. Got him. Hey, I've got a, I've got, I've got a uh, segment. Yeah. I'd, I'd like to do a, a lure of the week. May I, may I do a lure of the week? Is it yeah, camera? you can do a lure is of it, the week. Is I, it good? I have noticed you've sent me some links. So I'm going to click on it. Yeah, yeah. Look. Oh, it's taking me to Instagram page. Yeah, it's, it's not good. We're just cancelling oh. it. Mackenzie okay. Lures. So oh, what's your lure no. of the week? M- Mackenzie Lures. Um, what have you called on it, Joey? Oh, just yeah. let us know. Look, um, I, it's, it's going to be. This is hearsay. <laughs> this is a hearsay lure of the week. Look, it's a hearsay lure of the week. I know there's some very, very prolific Southwest tuna fishermen using these particular lures, but a standout that I've heard in the rumour mill is an eight-inch the rumor cereal pest. It's a bullet-headed skirt in a red bait pattern. I've that, just sent Adrian the Instagram link that page. Is funny. How can you be recommending a lure you don't even own or have caught a fish on? <laughs> because I'm hearing lots of people catching. <laughs> Come on, Joe. Catching. Uh, well, sorry, it's lure of the week. It's not. Now, <laughs> now I'm going to put this me. to the wind against tiders. Is this sacrificial a- of Joey um, saying he's got a lure of the week and he's never used it before, never caught a fish on it? Go catch something on it and come back to me, Joe. <laughs> there, was a, there was a particular maroon boat that was using that. Uh, Allegedly. Lure. Allegedly. Yep, and he caught plenty. (laughs) (laughs) No, he did. But you don't know. You don't know that it was that lure. I just think that that's really, I don't know. I just don't think you can do that. I think you've got to actually have personally caught fish on it. Well, (laughs) (laughs) what if, you know, you... you Yeah, you've got you're nothing. Very, no, no, got well, nothing. look, look, bamboozled. You've got nothing, Dave. You're very well connected in fishing, and you've heard the same story. Like that name of that particular pattern and lure keeps popping up in certain conversations. Conversations with you. I think red bait this year, any color in red bait has been a standout. Well, um, when the been, fish are on red bait, red yeah, bait's good. Yeah. When the fish are on pilchards, pilchards good. Well, that when the fish are on glow in the dark, lumo's good. Well, I, I caught that um, <laughs> second barrel on, on Jabe's boat on a, on a, the same lure that I caught it on two years ago, the wedgie, which is that subsurface uh, skirt in the in the blue. Rest in peace. That lure's gone. Yes. What do you mean it's gone? Oh, we had another bite. And oh, yeah. Someone yes. overcrimped and yeah, it's gone. Let's mm, not. I don't want to okay. talk about. It. I don't want to talk about. It. Can we move on to uh, the questions. Our questions, questions segment. Oh, we hit, should have a buddy name for this segment. Hit me with your questions. Alrighty. In- Adrian's going to get it up on Instagram and I'm going to start off first. A team uh, born to fish. What, well, a, what a lovely picture of a blue fin snapper. I think you I took, took that, that, didn't you, Joey? No. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I don't remember taking that. Uh, Joe might have taken it. I definitely took it. Um are you starting off, are you? Yeah, so we've got Team Born to Fish. So Phil is asking, have you prepared for frostbite over winter in your 420? Well, Phil, I definitely don't have a salty hunt dive gear 
seven-piece pack like you do, so no, I'm not prepared. Well, you know what you need to do? Uh, Brendan used to do this when we used to fish for <laughs> oh, snapper in winter and you'd come in and be Brendan one, one degree. He'd be in a singlet and I'd be like, what are you doing? And he'd say, I'm conditioning myself, Dave. I'm preparing my body for the cold by wearing less clothes and then next time I come out and I've got a jumper on, I'll feel cosy and warm. So maybe you need to be doing that, Adrian. I've seen Brendan. I've fished with him. Yep. I've fished with him during the day when it's like 25 degrees and sunny and it's, you know, the start of spring and it goes to like six degrees in the night. And he goes, oh, I'm cold. Anyone got a spare jumper? Yeah, he's, uh, <laughs> he's very, very, very unorganised. <laughs> we just shake our head at him. He's still in jandals and board shorts and a, and a wife beater. And we're just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> he does it every time too. It's like you can't fathom the fact that when the sun goes down, it's going to get cold. Um, but, yeah, maybe you need to be doing some prep work. Wearing some wearing less clothes, conditioning the body. Do some training. Yeah. I say. Yeah. Um, well, next. I, I used to remember Peter Ferguson back in the day. You know, he used to have a he had the a beautiful clears set up in his um in his tournament. Um, oh, boat. the windows that come down in front of you. Yeah, he had like a cocoon. <laughs> Do you and remember those? Dave? I just imagine like if you have a rod go off while you're in that little you house, unzip it. You'd be panicking trying to work zips and shit. You wouldn't want a bit of salt water stuck on one of those gi- oh, <laughs> zips and the rods going. But, yeah, you used to have the cocoon going and we'd have the pizza oven and the heater going and it was just like a beautiful Yeah, speak about cabin. Fergie. It, it would turn it into a real death capsule if you ever flipped with that down, wouldn't it? You just trapped <laughs> <laughs> underwater. Now, while well, speaking about Fergie, he's just announced on Instagram he is starting a TV show. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's um, oh, Huge congratulations. It's going to be good viewing. If anyone wants to check that out. Uh, fishing with Fergie on, on C31. That's oh, on Channel 31, is it? Okay. Yeah, will be. There I don't go. know where else it'll be. Maybe. Um, well, Seven Mate have a lot of fishing shows too, so I was thinking it was either that or Channel um, 31. Mm, well, maybe in the future it will go to Free to Air Channel 7 or something. But, um, yeah, if you want to have a look at that, Pete does heaps of stuff out of Port Welsh for catching gummies, snapper and all that sort of thing. That'll be good viewing. Next question. Yeah. Uh, Nathan McDermott, offshore squid during winter worth having a poke around out there after barrel hunting. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, 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 I like to say, to hang on, I like to say, if you've got time to go squid fishing, you're not grinding long you've enough. You've given enough. up too quick. Yeah, because you want to give it to you know, every bit of daylight you got left. Personally, after I failed on the tuna, all I want to do is go home. <laughs> like I think going in the other day, Adrian's like, should we have a squid drift? I'm like, no. Well, the thing is, you're so used to fishing in the eating craft and you looked at my fuel meter and you go, oh, we've only got 40 litres left. Yes. I'm like, so? Like, don't we need that to get back in? Okay, we need like eight litres to get back in. We've still got like another six hours of trolling left. Mm. But I think that can really throw you off when you're used to using 30 litres in like a couple of hours on your boat. We'd use 60 already. Yeah. Yeah, but we'd already been fishing for like eight hours. Mm. Okay. Um, um, yeah, I, no, we've caught we've caught squid um, out in 50, 60 metres uh, quite prolifically yeah. this time of year offshore. So. When we used to actually go kingfishing, we used to duck out to the 50 line and try to catch arrows and you'd catch calamari. Um, yeah, but even when gummy fishing offshore as well, yeah. like you'll get um, quite big calamari in the deep reefs there. Look, I'm prepared to give away a, an area for some um, good, um, I call it semi-offshore squid. Generous. It's, 
Yeah, um, <laughs> on the western entrance of uh, Western Port, there around. Um, this is Joey Guides, guys. You no, know, hundred percent. There's um, in about twenty-five meters off the west head. There's quite a lot of uh, kelp. Let's call it kelp bottoms. Uh, you know, while you're fishing for gummy sharks, um, when it goes to the slack water, you, you might want to you know pat an oster down, a uh, size three squid jig, and you'll you'll catch some some really nice uh, squids. Yeah. In 25 metres. Yeah, so. Joey's just sent – he obviously doesn't listen to the show because he's just sent me a photo of Excuse something me, we ta- talked about last week. I'm just taking notes. Brendan. <laughs> Kelp. No. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right, Joe. No, no, um, Joey's just sent me a photo of something that we spoke about last week with Dave and me and – Remember this tea tree comp, Dave? Look up on the screen. Oh, this is one of my. Can I just share how happy this Seems photo makes? This photo makes me smile so much every time. Now, please leave the photo up. I just I want to just enjoy it. Adrian just touched on it before about Brendan fishing in the springtime for snapper, and this was one of the times Brendan's in his duck jacket that he got from North America, and he still was cold. He needed Dave's armchair on the Kudacraft gun shot, which you spoke about with Dave Meehan, and he's got a beautiful quilted warm blanket, <laughs> but he still wanted to be involved in snapper fishing. So after Dave pulled in a snapper, he's carefully placed the snapper into Brendan's lap and just involved his good mate in snapper fishing <laughs> for springtime. I think that was um, tea tree, actually. Yeah, it was me, Dave, and Brendan on the boat, and the armchair took up the whole room of the boat. Yeah, like I was, you know, I'm at home going, oh, how's it going? And it's like, yeah, Brendan just caught my- <laughs> I, <guess. laughs> I lost it. Special little guy. Yeah, um, fantastic. Oh, so next question we have from, um, I love the questions from Luke McCredden. And I actually oh. said to him, what have you got this week, Luke? And he's come out with something and he said, uh, just wondering why Arnott's and the like are so enthusiastic about ensuring we open a box of Savoys up one specific end. Like if we open the other end, does, does it spoil the cracker? Do we get in some sort of legal joust? What is it? Why the open other end? Oh, I can answer <laughs> Forcefulness. that. Forcefulness. You're talking God. about like in a no. box of shapes? No, no, no. I, 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 Savoys. I can answer that question yeah. as, a, as a regular foodman. Mm. If you open up the opposite end of the box, there's not that little... Uh, Tab to <laughs> close it. Clip, yeah that little cleat inside the, the paper that the little tab can feed into. Wow. The last thing I thought would be an actual reasonable answer coming from us. Uh, and that'll disappoint Luke that w- that's what we've come up with. So that's to that. Look, once the foil packet's busted open, that paper little tab locking into the other one is supposed to preserve the freshness, to keep the air out. But look, once the foil packet's busted, it could be questionable uh, that, you know, maybe you just – Leave the busted open packet face down and I still think, closed up. <laughs> um, Go for it. Is because if you put the box upside down, Arnott's then says Stonra. <laughs> if you read it the opposite direction, and that <laughs> is clearly some sort of message. Well, it's ob- clearly an advertising thing. It's, if you open it the wrong way, you're not going to read. Well, you're reading, reading backwards. Yeah. That's some sort of message Stoner. that Stoner. is meant for only some people's eyes, and they know that that's that they need to be reading. That that's what I've come up with. It's like when you Joe's, get- Joe's answer was too correct and boring, so that's what I've come up with. Well, look, one of my favourite backward backwards words locally <laughs> is um, uh, the, the town of Turin. <laughs> you know what Turin no, is no, called backwards? Joe, we yeah, don't tell need us what to. it means, Jelly. 
I'll just hey, I'll we'll write it, it out on paper. To, let's see. Yeah. This camera might be even. Okay. What's he doing? He can't spe- even. Need some thinking music. He can't even spell. To, oh my uh, goodness! Turn it in backwards. Um, what's well, going just on here? Turn it and then flip the page. He's trying to, but his hand just keeps writing out Ta- sale agreements for real estate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he knows how to spell Turidin. Turidin. What's going on here? So, so Joe, can I check your spelling? Can I check your yeah. spelling? Okay. I spelled it correctly, so. Uh, oh, that's I not going to Why is it upside down? <laughs> <laughs> How do you do it to it in backwards? <laughs> okay. Anyway. Great, great segment. It's, it's, it's need a root. Um, yeah, no, thanks for putting in a question, Luke. We love uh, answering your questions. And oh, even we've got a really uh, sensible answer off Joey here. So I'm going to go to the next one while Dave tries anyway, to write turret in. I've done it. <laughs> Where's the camera? Ah, this is Tur- where's my camera? Turid and spelt backwards. Nidarut. There right. you go. Make of that what you will. Thanks, it's Joe. Not, not as funny as I thought it was going to be. Nah, real waste of time. Next one. Okay, you so the- we got RT fishing. When will we see the duck eaten by a tuna cods or snapper? Even. Um. Well, Dave stole that. So. I've got it. I just haven't um, had time. Yeah, the project is on. You the know side. what? If I go southwest to catch, you know, into my tag at one hundred, which is looking quite sad over there. Um, mm. Yeah, it, I will run the duck. What are we up to on tag at one hundred? <laughs> the same as it's been Sta- for like stationary. Twenty static. Twenty. Yeah. All right. The duck has not been forgotten. No. I actually think that the one thing it's designed to catch, which is cod, is the least likely thing it's going to catch. Yeah. I think it's not. Well, Tom Pinter reckons people have caught him on it, but it won't be what I'm tying on, that's for sure. Um, next one we have from Brody Connolly. Have you heard any updates on those toadfish eating sword rigs off lakes? Are they still around? Yes, um, I actually have. Have you? Yeah, so Andrew Page, who basically fishes every sword window possible, mm. he showed me he, a picture of his braid from the other day when he went. And there was a big chunk out of his braid from those toads. What, recent? Yeah. Recent. Oh. Yeah. God. No, thank you. <laughs> Another reason that sword fishing is very hard work. Um, next one is, do brim fishermen drink beer or vodka cruisers? <laughs> well, I was going to say UDLs, but. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was going to say West Coast coolers. <laughs> Bacardi Breezes. Yeah, what's that new brand that people are drinking that's like all lolly flavours? Oh, um, I couldn't tell you. Uh, anyway. Maybe they're doing them in those uh, shots. Yeah. You know, they're putting those party drinks into those one-shot guzzlers. Yeah, yeah, the 24-pack of shots, the party shots. Yeah. Um, definitely not beer, that's for sure. Um. <laughs> maybe, they, maybe they drink shandies. Yeah, probably <laughs> Uh, okay, um, one from Mitchie Chap. Do you prefer your eggs hard or runny? No, he's trying to do a McCredden. Um, oh, runny for me. You actually missed a couple of things. Oh, I'll, I'll answer that. Um, we had some fantastic eggs just around the corner from this particular studio. We we had, um, oh, I forget the establishment's name. <laughs> well, I wouldn't, hard eggs are pathetic. Yeah. What did I miss, Adrian? Well, someone asked us before the question you read, if Adrian or Dave was to ever upgrade their boat, what would it be and why? Mine's still down further on mine. 
okay. or in some different viewing mode. Oh. Um, someone said, Phil is back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yes. So the question that you've just read out about uh, if we were to upgrade our boat, what would it be? All right. Um, I would probably get a Freeman giant mega cut. From well, because we've because we've already answered this. That yeah, was what right. I said, and Dave was very upset that I said that because he said his own boat that he owned. <laughs> I was being realistic. Yeah. Um. What about you? You'd get a four sixty Renegade, probably. Nah, I was thinking like maybe a Surtees or a Staby um, console boat. Mm. Yeah. So in the five meter range. Okay. If anyone wants to give me one, yeah, I'll happily take it off their hands. Fair. I just want something that's big enough to be comfortable in hurricanes. I just want milk that tastes like real milk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what what kind of milk you've been drinking? Because I know you. Yeah, you Almond. Any, okay. <laughs> been milking almonds. Uh, if you make a post and it gets 100 likes, Brendan has to come on the show. Bring, hashtag bring the wing. Yeah, we can try. He's dead Look, against it. Yeah. He, he doesn't want to come on. Um, how do you, the real leash, this feels like a loaded question, how do you secure your reels when trolling? <laughs> okay. Um, so the other well, day we had <laughs> rods in my boat and I was driving like a maniac, bouncing up and down, and there was a bent butt in the back holder and it was almost out of the boat. And, yeah, we don't have anything tying it down in my boat. No. So we just We just... You know, it's a bit of luck if you lose a rod or keep it on the boat. <laughs> Personally, I just go to Bunnings, buy a bit of rope and tie it to some clips and clip the rods in. Um, I can't imagine why you would want to spend any more money than that. Okay. Joey, how do you do it? Oh, Sip your fly up, keep the rod in there? No, I've, uh, look, I, I've just got um, a, a rod rack in the front of my uh, tinny. So they're just a, a vertical rod rack, so yep. yeah, they ain't going anywhere. Fair enough. Uh, right. No, but it's when the fish takes it. That's when you want the uh, the lanyard. Yeah, we. I don't have that in my tinny. <laughs> okay. What, fish taking things? <laughs> We've just got the bait board, um, cylindrical plastic uh, rod holders. So, look, they're, they're on an angle that hopefully if a fish runs from it, it's not going to pull the rod into the water. Yeah. I, mm. Like I was saying before, I just play with faith. Like if it stays in the holder and a fish is on it, lucky me. I know. They're my <laughs> rods, so even better for you. Um, last question. Yeah. Who is the best angler you have fished with from Joel Double U? That's a good question. Yeah. Go, Joe. Oh. Okay. Go, <laughs> Adrian. Question. <laughs> and, he, and he stumbled. <laughs> no. I, I don't want it to sound very obvious, but. Oh. Is it me? <laughs> is it Dave? No. I've. I've but Brendan and, and Dave. The best fisherman you've ever fished with. Yeah. Ever. Yep. I'm not really a complete angler though. I do a few things. No, but you your tenacity and ability to piece together a puzzle um is, is very admirable. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. No, honestly. I actually haven't fished with too many people. Normally I'm by myself <laughs> or with Dave or Brendan, so you know what? It's I'm like going to say myself. I can tell you a few, <laughs> not from people that I've fished with, because I'm the same with you. A pretty small fishing circle. 
Yeah. It's the like people a- who I've advi- obse- been observing um, and they catch a wide variety of awesome fish. Yeah. And that's, I think that's bloody awesome. And there's probably two or three of them. Uh, one Colby. Of them, he's a gun. Okay. Colby would be one of them, yeah. <laughs> um, Chris Cleaver. Oh, yes. He's very good. New South Wales catches stuff from estuary through to big game fishing. Yeah. Seems to excel at everything. Inconsistent. Very consistent. Very consistent. Um, Mason Paul from Tasmania. Uh, yes. Once again, everything from giant trout through to giant swords. Um, releases a lot of stuff too, which is cool. Um, and I suppose two people in the game fishing scene would be probably Richie Arbella and Paul Rebecca, the Flying Dutchman. Oh, yes. He is an absolute gun. Especially Weapons. on the tuna. Uh, you know, who also, look, I haven't fished with him, but I, I know he does extremely well. Uh, you know, Warren Carter in Westernport. Yes. Very good is Warren. Yeah. Now, Very boys. Good. He's got a big boat now, doesn't he? Oh, uh, he's had it a while. He's got a big bait, <laughs> big bait fishing boat. Dave's hooked. Um, now, Dave Mann left us with a bunch of these hats when he came last. Yeah. They say V12 on it. I look at the quality. Uh, the yeah, we compared hats great. last week and we all agreed that the Yamaha one was a better hat. Yeah, we did. Adrian's <laughs> going to get us some. Oh, God. Adrian's going to get us some Yamaha hats when he gets his motor service tomorrow. So we, we'll have them for next week. Um, <laughs> I Yamaha. Think given we have all these hats, we should select our favorite question. We haven't done that in a while. And um, why don't we pick the top two? Okay. Or the top and they're going to get a Mercury V12 hat. Yeah, I reckon. Um, top two, we happy with that? Yep. Joey, what was your favourite question of the uh, night? It was um, who was the best fisherman? Yeah, that was because, a good one. Yeah, no, it was a very good one. Yeah, I like that one. Okay. Um, what else are you thinking, Adrian? Well, I liked Luke McCredden's because they're very creative and gets you thinking. Yeah. Um, Joey answered it too straight. He needed a more creative answer, but it was great. I think he needs to be rewarded for his constant uh, exemplary question asking. So you can have a hat, Luke. Well done. Well, I think that basically sums up the show, unless you got some more input, Joey, before you wrap it up. Should we we let him? (laughs) No, that's good. That's What's good. up, oh, yeah. you bloody legends? Oh. Thanks for listening to Win Against Tide again. That's it for another episode. Please like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'd be doing us a massive favour. Thanks, guys. Hang on, you've cut him off. I was going to say, make sure you get out and vote on Saturday. You did just say that. <laughs>